0: You're listening to 1590 Afterwards, where Tom Spence, the host of KVT Morning Show, sits down with me, Big Tom McLean, and we just talk about all the important things that have happened throughout the day and whatever else might be on our mind. Spence, how was today's show? It was fun. Had a lot of uh, good times. We are going to talk about a few of the big highlights,
1: including old boss, who I worked with for 30 years. He went on to other things in the community, but his son is a terrific athlete. I want to uh, highlight that. Hypnosis, we've got that with the Ooh. Dodger. I want to talk about uh, museums. You've got a bit on museums. But first, I want to go back to the Brits. Loving the Brits oh, and yeah. everything that they do. And I never make fun of somebody else's pomp and circumstance because it means a lot to that community in that country. It seems dopey to us. But I always wonder, you know, what do we do from the outside where they go, Americans really do? do that right it's got to be but it's (laughs) native to us and this whole ceremony that uh, everybody's been talking about for uh, quite some time now is king charles the king becoming the king and i will say the outfits they wear what what did that generate from you know because you look at the stuff that you would never wear anywhere else so like after the academy awards and somebody's wearing a nice suit or an outfit the next day TJ Maxx has a knockoff. So, ladies, that twenty-three thousand dollar gown she was wearing, you can now get for twenty-three fifty. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen <laughs> with the Brits. It's a little more flammable. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it, it's just funny. But one of the things they have is the sovereign orb. Oh. And it is. It's the if you look, he's walking around with this globe that has a cross on the top, and apparently the sovereign orb goes back to like sixteen fifty. Oh. It's really old. And it uh, identifies the three continents from back then, and it's just part of their history. So he's got the scepter, and he's got the orb. Now, when I look at this, I think, what is this, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, right. It just seems weird. So we were going over in the morning show. What do we have that's like that?
0: Oh, American, you know, sometimes I think like the Pledge of Allegiance is done in inappropriate places. or Not inappropriate, but just not necessary places. Every once in a while, I'll be like at a breakfast or something and they'll be like, hey, let's stand up. And I'm like. I just got my bacon yeah
1: like, what are we doing this for
0: like i have pledge my allegiance to, and i've served my country sure. so i i think i can yeah i don't think we have to do all that
1: you love the flag the other thing that we do that many countries don't do and it's funny you bring up uh, the pledge of allegiance it's the national anthem i get a little bothered because i i do i never served but i honor because my dad served and brothers uncles all those folks served i had many friends that served but when people are singing the national anthem, like at Knights Games, the Las Vegas Knights, and they scream out, Knights! Because I, I, I think that's tacky. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it is our national anthem, so let it go. So maybe some other countries look at it and say, what's the big deal It's a song? I, I don't know.
0: i got to tell you, for a couple of kids who went to see the St. Louis Cardinals take on the New York Mets with my uncle, uh, his uncle, I forget his name now, Uncle Max? Anyways. Our uncle took us to it, came out there, and th- that was the first time I heard somebody do it, the home of the Cardinals. And we thought it was endlessly fascinating. We thought yeah. It was so funny. Couldn't and, stop laughing.
1: And with that kind of thing, it's like, I get it, but in some like when people start cheering, saying, wait till the end. Yeah. Black Hawk fans were famous for cheering through the whole anthem. And it's one of those reminders, you know, this this is our country. There there is a moment. But like you were pointing out, and I think it's such a great point. We play it a lot. If you're a major league baseball player, you know it's honor the flag at the beginning. That's 162 mm-hmm. times, and that's the interesting thing. So maybe that is one of our um, one of, one of our idiosyncrasies that's unique to this country. Right. So yeah. it's funny, but when I watch the Brit thing, all those people can't be wrong. They love it. They honor it, and it's their thing. But it's like, what are they doing now? Yeah, they just <laughs> tapped him on the head with something, and they're putting this like it said. It looked like the imperial margarine crown on the guy's head, and it's like, okay.
0: We need to re look at our. We need to reevaluate how we do things. Let's update our stuff a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Bring bring it into modern times. Can I have some chips and bangers, please? Yeah, yeah that's that's what I want. But again, for for the Brits, it's fantastic. A lot of people watched it. And um, good, right? Right Right by them them. And the Brits gave us a lot of excellent rock and roll Do we know how many days off they got for that? Um, I think there was one official holiday One official holiday uh, for those folks But uh, thank goodness for the Brits from the Beatles on up uh, They gave us a lot of good rock and roll music So we have to to go with that Want to flip over to baseball now Syndergaard, uh, a pitcher who's now throwing with the Dodgers Yeah, no Syndergaard Had a lot of uh, issues And he's turned to hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And the Dodgers actually have on their squad—they have a mental skills coach. Oh, I like that. The coach is mental skills. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the new age of things, you know, before it might be you know weightlifting, might be various physical fitness people, but now they're dealing with mental skills and fitness and uh, this gentleman recommended that Sindergaard go through some uh, hypnotherapy mm-hmm.
0: have you ever done hypnotherapy i've never done hypnotherapy but i have uh, they, there's been attempts to hypnotize me within the you know confines of a comedy club and it usually didn't pr- work well i think there was one time where i kind of went into a trance but then i realized oh this is something i could do on my own i don't really need to follow his guidance and
1: that's exactly what what I felt but my interesting uh, yep.
0: adventure with
1: hypnosis I was at the Oaks Mall years ago back in my weightlifting days and one of my weightlifting buddies was there and there's a hypn- therapist who was doing a stage show mm-hmm. and a huge crowd there and my buddy says I'm gonna go out and get hypnotized I go you're kidding me no way he went up there got hypnotized the guy put him between two chairs head on one chair heels on the other and he stood on him I knew this guy so right then I thought this is real Mm. and it bothered me because I went I told the guy afterwards I said I'm going to pay for sessions with you I want to see what this is all about but I had the same thing I would be in there and I would relax and he would put me through you know you do this you're doing that you're doing this you're doing that and he says you're holding a pail and it's filled with sand and you can't hold it up Mm. well I could yeah, so, right. But I watched the guys in the thing go, Oh now it's a balloon and it floats up And I asked the guy afterwards I said were well, you faking it a little bit And he goes how would I fake being between two chairs With a guy standing on me So I was actually frustrated Pat Pothier who's a great local guy He's a lion, he's mm-hmm. a wonderful He does hypnotherapy So I might have to reintroduce myself to this Yeah. Because you look at the benefits That some people have But I had exactly the same thing When they hypnotized me I felt like I was in a relaxed state, but if somebody would say, "When the doorbell rings, you're going to bark like a dog," it ain't going to happen.
0: I, I think what we need to do with you is get a uh, maybe a gummy or two to help oh, deal yeah, with the yeah. rumination. Because what happens is you start ruminating, you start thinking while That's they're right. while they have you there, and you you start going, "Oh, you know, I'm not like like the guy, the hypnotist, the one hypnotist to check to see if I was hypnotized." He unzipped my pants. Yeah, this is Hello. Yeah, this is the bathroom. It was way before the show. Yeah. No, but he, yeah, I sit on stage, and, and I just looked at him, and I zipped my pants up, and I just went and sat down because I knew that he was looking to see if I was hypnotized or not. Yeah, there's <laughs>
1: going like, to be no more of this, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much for that effort. And why me? <laughs> and a lot of people do benefit from hypnotherapy. I knew a runner that benefited from it, and the gummies are an interesting addition to that. Uh, but with me, I like anything... That actually works. And when you see it work on somebody, then you try to do it. I think it's that busy they used to call the monkey mind that I I have that and I can't get down into Mm -hmm. it. And that's actually my fault. Uh, But, uh, yeah, the hypnotherapy thing. So if they're throwing this around Dodger Stadium, maybe there's something to it.
0: I think so. I mean, every fighter you know has a sports psychologist, somebody that helps them Mm -hmm. get to that mental place. And everybody has different ways of getting there, whether it's meditation or hypnotizing. I just like stuff that works. Yeah. And I see it work on one person, so I want it to work on me.
1: And I, I have to admit, it's, uh, it's, it's a little frustrating when you're looking at something and you see it work so well for one person, You know, why not me? And I need to get hypnotherapy. So that will be my next, uh, my next thing is to go off to uh, and get hip- hypnotized.
0: Do you remember a comic named Tom Rhodes? I do not. Okay, so Tom Rhodes was like one of the MTV-era comics. He's still, still touring everything, but he has a great joke in his set where he says, I used to tour with a hypnotist, but I got tired of waking up ironing his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I right,
1: attribute to little Mark Zuckerberg here. Apparently, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu artist, and he has won at 38 years old. Can you believe he's only 38? Yeah, crazy. Seems like he's been around forever.
0: Still got a couple of years before he gets over-the-hill
1: mug. Yeah, 30, 38 years old. And he is uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Did you ever do any fighting?
0: I never did any um, sanctioned fighting. I had the, the the mean streets of Sacramento, Sacramento fighting, fighting, which sure. wasn't yeah, never necessarily fun. But um, no, a couple I, of fist fights though. I, yeah, and I, but I do have a lot of friends that that train in different various martial arts and stuff like that, and um, it's it is something that you can pick up at an advanced age. There's people that I know that are. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> what are you, you saying in particular. I know you're. A, I know in, you're a fighter. <laughs> grand them. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I stand behind you out in public. Yes. for Well, for multiple reasons. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> catch an elbow. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a, a fun thing. There's all these different tournaments that go on. Uh, my buddy Mark, he went down all the way down to Ontario to compete in uh, in kickboxing recently and won his bout. And you're like, and it's something that he did at the age of 45 for the first time. Took a kickboxing bout. You know, and he's wow. been around different martial arts and stuff like that, but that's a different discipline than BJJ or boxing or sure. anything like that. And when, when
1: I look at this, I think, yeah, I go to the gym and I lift weights, and it takes me about an hour to do that. And I get strong and I get healthy, but if you take a martial art, you get strong, you get healthy, and you can defend yourself. Right. You know, a weightlifter is not necessarily and quite often a very poor fighter. Right. Because he just <laughs> thinks, look at my muscles, and <laughs> then a guy just waxes him. I've seen it happen way too many times that the guy that looks like nothing who can go
0: (laughs) yeah I don't know if it's they're real or not I'm really hesitant to promote anything that I see on the internet but there is a guy he's kind of an older guy that his whole thing he makes these pranks where he goes around and he bumps into big weightlifting dudes on purpose at the gym really hard like to see their reaction to see if they'll go yeah and not many of them do
1: Yeah, and generally the guy that can fight can do it. So I think for uh, the discipline and Zuckerberg, like he needed something else you were good at. Uh, There you go. Speaking of being good, Jake Earhart. His dad uh, was a sales uh, manager here for decades, literally as long as me, like 30 years. You know Chip. Oh, yeah, Chip's great. And his son, Jake Earhart, is a champion uh, water polo player for USC, and he is up for an award, and this is the – Peter Cutino award for water polo it's like the Heisman for water polo oh, it's nice. a huge huge deal so as we were going through the show this morning Oxnard John calls me up and Oxnard John's always got trivia of some kind it turns out Peter Cutino from 1958 to 1963 was head water polo coach and swimming coach at Oxnard High School oh Where his teams compiled a 64 and 8 record, five county championships, and several Southern California championships, while his water polo team went 80 and 12 overall. So this guy just went through the ranks and kept going. In 61, his team played El Segundo High School, coached by 1964 Olympic coach. Uri Sari, and this man just kept going and going and going, won titles. His son was incredible, and it ends up the trophy is named after him. And this is what Jake Earhart might win, which is, again, the Heisman for water polo players. That's so cool. And the guy came from Oxnard as a coach going all the way back to 58 to 63. So one, Jake, way to go. He's another guy. Funny story on Jake that his dad told me. When he got uh, headhunted out of El Rio to go to Oaks Christian, it happens, folks. Mm -hmm. Oaks Christian sees this wonderful athlete and says, hey, want to come over here to this school and maybe go to school for free? Right. It's like everybody had their hand up. When he walked on campus, he had to go through, I guess it was uh, the beginning of the sports season, so all the coaches were there. Apparently, every football coach came running towards him, wanting him to be like a wide receiver. (laughs) What are you doing? I play water polo. Where are you going to go with water polo? Well, we got a free education at SC.
0: Yeah, wow. That's so cool. And water polo is a sport that is really, it's actually really popular in America. It's becoming Mm -hmm. more and more popular, and it takes really great athletes. When you look at water polo, it's one reason why I love ice hockey so much.
1: My son played it, so I got sucked in. Your kids are playing it now. And you really get pulled into the sport. But the thing that's neat about it, like with lacrosse, you run and you've got the thing with any other sport. But in water polo, you not only have to be great at the throwing, you have to be able to swim. Yeah. And in hockey, you not only have to be great with all the manipulation of the stick, you have to be able to skate. Right. And it's it's two disciplines thrown into one sport. So when I watched water polo, because a man upstairs, Chip, I started looking at this sport. It is wild. Wicked! It is so exciting. It's it's thrilling, and you're watching this. You know, team's up by four. It's tied. They're back and forth. And I'll tell you, the amount of aggression Mm -hmm. and punishment. Very physical. It's nuts. So, way to go, Jake Earhart, and nice, nice work. I hope you win, dude. He's going to get that award up in San Francisco.
0: Been to a museum lately? Well, I haven't been to a museum lately, but we've been looking into some of the museums around the country because, you know, as Tommy's really getting into the, the the battleship stuff, and, you know, we talked about the the S.S. Cooperstown, Cooperstown re- recently, um, and uh, so I was looking up some of the different Titanic museums. There's a huge museum shaped like the t- Titanic in Tennessee, and so I'm looking at the website, and it says, it, I think it said something like 800 Titanic relics, which I thought was kind of amazing since we've mm-hmm. only gone down to the Titanic a few times, and as far as I know, they didn't grab a whole lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as I as I started delving into this website, the the what do you think the what do you think they they're actually advertising there? They're not advertising relics from the Titanic, the ship,
1: the movie.
0: That's right. Really? <laughs> so, what they have, that and they're not awesome. saying, they're not coming out and saying that. They're not saying the major motion picture Titanic. They're saying we have all this memorabilia from the Titanic. And it's the movie. <laughs> oh, you, God. And you know, the gigantic port in Tennessee that sure. I mean, they've got to put the museum right there for the ship to pull. Do up. they have
1: the door? What do they have from <laughs> the movie? What is the thing? <laughs> How have- many people go in and go, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Because uh, the funny thing about the Titanic, and there's many funny things about the Titanic, but I got to go to the Halifax, uh, Nova yeah. Scotia, when we were nice. on a cruise once. We went in there. And it was really remarkable. And these guys, and there was five nerds, one of them totally cool, the other guy. when I walked up and started asking questions, you are like, hey, I'm busy. And they're doing their, their very delicate work. There was another guy that was just a talker, and he was just spectacular. And this guy was telling me all about And he, showed, he said, see this little door here? This is where the ship broke, and this is where this happened. This guy was so into it. But it was Halifax, and it's part of the uh, the tour uh, because that was the end for part of the tragedy right. of the Titanic where the burial uh, occurred for, uh, for the victims. And it was really, really interesting. The Titanic in Nova Scotia uh, this one here, the website I'm looking at, is 1912 to 2012. That was a 100-year anniversary of that. But uh, it, your son is all in.
0: Yeah, he is definitely all in. I mean, we, he makes sure that we get our you know, trips to the La Genelle at least once every week or every other week. And he's always got brand-new facts about all this stuff. He's currently reading a book that that you gifted to him uh, um, about Shackleton, is it Shackleton? Yeah, Shackleton. Yeah, and it was, uh, and so he's he's in the middle of that, and I'm like, yeah, I want, I want to know all about it, bud. So,
1: it's an amazing story, and there's so much on that. I knew he was in when he, he phoned into the show when you he were here one morning, and he kept saying she, her manager, her, yeah. and the way he was referring <laughs> yeah. to the ships was with this, um, you know, incredible passion about you know what they were historically right yeah this boat sank and, and just the way he, he was very descriptive in a way that was uh, beyond his years
0: yeah and he's and he really is uh he he's never like he doesn't sit here and go okay i know all this stuff he's constantly looking mm-hmm. for more kind of like where i'm at with baseball right now where i'm like really into the dead ball era, going why don't we know all this stuff And uh, it's just such a cool thing to see your kid find their thing. We've talked about it with hockey, Mm -hmm. talked about it with this, you know, with this kind of stuff. But it's just so fun to see them find their own direction. And it's just really cool.
1: Yeah, and they get caught up in it, which is awesome. We went
0: into bonus time today, folks. Wow. Uh, It's our uh,
1: 1590 afterwards. I think we've got to change the frequency to 1850, but that's okay. Uh, But, yeah, love the museums. I got to get hypnotized, go Jake, and um, love you Brits.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much for listening to 1590. Afterwards, we'll see you at the museum in Tennessee.